Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Welcome back, friends. This is week 16's recap, and I would call week 16 the week of highs and lows. So Sunday, as you were listening to probably week 15's update, I decided it was pouring down rain and we would take some of my specialty daffodils to the care center where my husband's grandparents live and we handed out flowers and it was the most joyous experience ever. A little known fact, I worked as a CNA, so a certified nursing assistant, while I was going to college and I worked in a care facility myself. I often did the night shift and it was such a great experience for me. I would get my work done and as most would be sleeping at that point. I had a couple ladies that would come sit with me at the nurse's station and we would just chit chat about their life and their experiences. They taught me how to knit. We always talked about flowers and gardening. So I have a very, very special spot in my heart for Folks that often live in these type of settings, they don't get to see their family or anybody for that fact. So when somebody walks in with flowers, it just makes everybody's day from not only the staff to the residents, everybody. And you bet that goal was met when I walked into that facility on Sunday. Everybody's eyes lit up and they had to ask me all the questions. And according to our grandma, I am now the talk of the facility and they are already planning a bus trip out here to come see the farm when I'm in full bloom. So I'm really excited about that. But I had some really amazing conversations with some of the residents as I was handing out flowers. Just about the fact that many of them lived through the depression So one of the points of conversation we had was about my jars. So I had asked if they would return the jars to our grandmother and then they all got talking about how back in the day a jar was really something special and they held on to it because they used it for all types of things and so not only did I spread joy on Sunday but I also came back with like four boxes of jars and vases so it was a win-win for us all around and then let's get into some of the lows so I feel like I'm at the point in the season where I have to suck it up and get stuff done or I'm going to be behind and I'm going to miss out on crops if I don't get them in the ground. So, you know, it is just me. So I have to give myself some grace and I can only get so much accomplished in a day because, you know, I'm still managing my household and my children and all their activities. And I still have to take care of myself and get rest because if I don't, I am finding that I make really stupid choices and I just end up hurting myself so it is a balance that I have to find. Anyways so most of the week actually we had a mixture of wind, hail, snow, pouring down rain and the sun would occasionally come out. I'm recording this on Saturday night again way too late should be in bed but today was absolutely beautiful. We ended up going to dinner because I was 
wasn't cooking and nobody else was and Matt did Christmas tree stuff all day too but we all sat around the table and I said what a beautiful day it was today. I told the kids you're gonna be outside all day don't even think about going in the house and Natalie brought her bunny outside and she brought her painting and they sat in the baby gate in the flower field with me as I planted snapdragons and we just had such great conversations and they had a lot of fun and they flew their kites and it was just this beautiful day and come into our world okay so I told you a couple weeks ago I have these holes in my overwinter dahlias and I feared that they were voles and then I saw the little green frogs coming out of these holes so I thought okay super cool it's these little frogs well as I was planting the snapdragons Tucker's like oh my gosh mom mom and I'm like what And here comes this little baby weasel and it was going through my lisianthus and insert Rochelle screaming because then DOG decided he was going to chase after it and I wasn't so concerned about the weasel. I was concerned about the baby lisianthus and the horse dog trampling said baby lisianthus and I grabbed onto him and Tucker's got my phone and he's taking videos as I'm trying to like drag him into the garage and sure enough there's this little baby weasel and I send a picture of it to my dad and he gets on the phone he's like don't kill that those are awesome they eat those voles that's what you have in your field Rochelle and they eat the voles and they actually when they get big enough they eat uh, jackrabbits so super cool we did protect it it's actually still out there in the field and I really hope that mom comes back and takes it back to its den but what's so cool about this scenario is creating this full circle ecosystem on your farm. So the voles suck and they probably have ate some of my overwinter dahlias, but I knew I had a vole problem going into this field because throughout our whole Christmas trees, there's holes everywhere and the cats do go out there and hunt them. But that vole creates a hole in which the weasels create their dens in. They eat the voles and the frogs utilize the the holes as well to eat the bugs. So today was just so beautiful because every time I'm out in that field, I just get this pure shot of joy. Even if it's like pouring down rain or hailing, it's so cool to see the the bugs, the worms in my soil and all these life forms that are there to support it and it's just super cool and exciting. Not to mention Oh my goodness. If you haven't got enough of the specialty dafts on my feed, I'm I'm not sorry. I'm I really am not. They are so gorgeous. Today was warm, so every th- new variety started to bust open. I was trying to harvest as fast as I can, but I'm also letting it bloom out too because I want to get the pictures of them and really just experience their beauty for myself too. And I, 
was not very productive today because you want to know how many people stopped by to tell me how beautiful my flowers were and how amazing my field has transformed and how thankful they are that I'm here in this community. So again, to my points early in many episodes that uh, you gotta, I know that flower farms are a place where if there's flowers in the field, you're not making any money, but at the same time, you gotta weigh the pros and cons about, you know, folks, they don't think that way. They think a flower farm has flowers and I'm not selling my flowers at the wholesale level yet, but I'm selling direct to my community. And so I'm inviting them to have this experience of driving up here, just enjoying the drive and being able to see the beauty on my farm and not just a bunch of green. So I am strategically thinking about my field and letting some of those blooms go. Unlike the tulips, which I have been watching like crazy, it feels like for the longest time they've just been sitting there sitting there sitting there but when we've had just even a couple days of warm weather they've colored up and I'm getting them when the tips are just I could barely see the color because my goal with these tulips is to save them for Mother's Day last year I sold out within an hour which is not good But I also learned that I did a really good job marketing. Whereas before, you know, I would maybe set like, you know, 20 bunches out there and be lucky if I sold half of them on a given weekend. But Mother's Day is one of the most popular weekends for flowers. So, of course, I had quite a few customers. I even had people coming to my door knocking and asking, do you have any more? And I was like, no, you guys, I've sold every stem I have. So I had planned in the fall to have a ton of flowers for Mother's Day. So I am watching those tulips like a hawk and so when they're barely cracking at the top and I can see the color I've been putting in my cooler although I have question because I've seen a lot of pictures of tulips pretty colored out and I think it's really based on how you're selling them when you should harvest them and I we could invite an expert into the whole tulip conversation but what I found is that even though I I've pulled them because my goal is to store them to Mother's Day. When I pull them, they are continuing to color up in my cooler. So the first ones I ever pulled, probably like two weeks ago, are starting to turn the pink. And so I'm just kind of hoping that they stay the way I need them to so they can be Mother's Day bouquets. If not, the weekend before I'm having a Mother's Day flower and tea so I can use them if they need to be used. But I'm really hoping that those tulips can be the bulk. What I found that, you know, I don't spend a lot of money on tulips. I, I just can't stomach the cost of those really expensive ones when you throw away the bulb and I just don't have the market for it. I'm selling to, you know, direct to consumers and they just want pretty flowers on their table. And the one really cool thing about the tulips is their greens really provide the bulk in the vase. So then I can put in a really frilly, beautiful specialty daff that's going to be the showstopper. But that bulk with the tulip and its green leaves provide that greenery, but also fills out the vase. And I'm not having to put like 20 stems of specialty daffs in its place. So, yep. I'm on Tulip Watch and the weather's supposed to turn this next week and I will be 
filling up that cooler and Matt's going to have to find another spot for his beer because I not only think I'm going to fill up that cooler, but I think I'm going to hijack the fridge in the garage as well. But I'm not going to lie, like I said earlier, this week has been that of highs and lows. And when I was out there planting snapdragons in the hailstorm, and then it proceeded to snow, I just wanted to throw in the towel. I was so frustrated. This has been like the longest winter ever. I feel like I've been working my butt off, not to mention the whole mom guilt thing, which is a whole topic of conversation that Jess and I talk about in this week's Flower Farmer chat. But, you know, folks keep asking me to do stuff, which I would love to do, but I just have a limited amount of time and it's only me, so I can't do all the things. I physically cannot do all the things. So when it was snowing and it's now almost May, I just was so mad and just wanted to be like, why am I doing this? I just want to throw in the towel. But this is mother nature. This is farming. I have to continuously remind myself of that. I did grow up in a family that farmed. My dad reminds me that I should know better. But now that it's personal, it's hard. I will not lie. But today was a beautiful day that reminded me that this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm just getting started. These specialty dafts, oh my goodness, they have just lit up my soul again. And I'm really excited for what is to come. So I've also, thank you husband, for building me a second. It's a replica of my roadside stand, but it will be a pickup location for my Freckle Bloom Flower Club, as well as any kind of special orders that I have. So here's a challenge with the roadside stand. If I put flowers out there, You know, there's no guarantee that somebody is not going to come over and be like, oh, I'm going to buy these and they're not for sale. So I wanted to have a designated spot for my Freckle Bloom Fire Club and special orders. So when folks order for farm pickup, they'll have a place to go. It's kind of off the road so I can better manage it and it's separate so that I can keep those flowers safe for who they are destined to be. So Matt finished building it. We painted it and it's in its new location and I'm super excited about that because my subscription starts here in like two weeks. Also, you know, I'm still learning how to get my name out there. As our community grows, I have to figure out how I'm going to reach out to these folks and get my flowers in front of them. And I know I've said it before, but we have a pretty big following on local Facebook community group. So I've been posting there. Just keep posting there. People are probably annoyed, but I guess the more that they see my stuff, the more they think of me when they need flowers. So last weekend, I decided to do a giveaway. And so I announced on my social media that if folks purchased from the roadside stand, that they could sign up for a monthly giveaway of flowers. And that would also put them on my special quarterly newsletter separate from the one I do for my flower club. But that did two things. It got people to get up here and visit the roadside stand, but also I got their email addresses so that I can continue to build community with them via my newsletter. This week, 
I had reached out to our lovely principal and said, hey, wouldn't it be fun to do like a prom corsage and boutonniere workshop with the high school students? And, you know, we could do give part of the proceeds to whatever fundraiser you guys are interested in. But I had multiple objectives with this. I wanted to tap into the youth of my community, build a relationship with them, Get them excited about flowers because they're still consumers of flowers and get my name out there. So I did this months ago, months ago. Well, I did reach out to her like a month ago and say, hey, where are we at? This is going to take some time to plan and crickets, crickets. And then the girls finally reached out to me wanting to plan it. But of course, it was like mid last week. And so when I was asking them all some of the detailed questions, they finally said, you know, maybe we should do this next year. This is last minute, which made me very frustrated because I have been talking about this for months. But lesson learned and I've just been trying to advertise for prom corsages and boutonnieres. But what I experienced last year was everybody likes to wait to the last minute. So I have this feeling that it's going to be a last minute thing. I only use flowers in my corsages and boutonnieres. I don't do ribbons it's just flowers. So I will take orders the Friday before prom for them to pick up on Saturday morning and they're going to get what they get at that point. They essentially can pick a color palette and that's what they're going to get. If they want any specialty stuff, they better reach out to me ahead of time. But just a little side note, Corsages and boutonnieres, I think, are a great business. You don't need to harvest any huge stems. You can forage in your flower garden and farm for bits and pieces that don't cost you much of anything. And if you don't have it, run over to your local garden center and bedding plants make amazing corsage and boutonniere materials as well and on the upside you get to plant them in your space afterwards. So more to come in the next couple weeks on prom, corsages, and boutonnieres. I'm also offering mini bouquets but I haven't been hit up quite yet but a lot of people asking questions and a few micro weddings which I'm super excited about. I have found that I don't want to do big weddings. Somebody else can do that. But these micro elopements or just small gatherings, I absolutely love because then I can connect with the couple and truly understand what they're looking for. And it just aligns with my mission closer than these big extravagant uh, weddings. I just want to send you a bit of an encouragement because I know there's probably still a lot of you that are staring at snow, whereas our southern friends have been harvesting buckets upon buckets upon buckets of flowers, and it's so hard to watch, but it is coming, and I know those are like words you just want to throw daggers at me, and trust me, I was there at the beginning of this week. Anybody who had flowers, I just was so jealous. <laughs> spring, like we were making a comment going to dinner, like spring is in the air. We can smell it. And I am really excited for the upcoming season. And it's still plugging along slowly but surely trying to get stuff in the ground. 
Like I mentioned, I planted out my snapdragons finally. They were the one thing that I felt like I could keep in the tray. The other stuff, I wanted it in the ground when it was still super small, whereas the snapdragons, I had potted them up. So it's coming together and I'm excited for the next week ahead. It's going to be uh, crazy because the weather is supposed to turn in a major way. So I better get ready to pull some tulips. Well, friends, I hope you're having a great week and thank you for listening. I just really appreciate you being here. I hope it's helpful. If you ever have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. I started this podcast because I came from a community of farmers where, yeah, my dad was a potato farmer. Farmer, and there were like several other potato farmers around him. They always, always helped each other out. They shared information, whether it was failures or successes. If somebody got sick, they always stepped up and they always helped each other out. And that is my goal here. Even if it's words of encouragement or you might be able to get one or two ideas from these conversations, I hope that you can find value in this podcast and I really encourage you to reach out to me and join the conversation because whether or not you're in your first year or you have just got started or if you're in year 15, you all have something to add to this conversation and we all have different stories and experiences. What success means to me could be completely different from what it means to you and that is okay you know I have chosen the path of I have to find the balance in my life and I am learning as I'm going into year three that that balance isn't growing more to replace my income from my corporate job it's to build this dream of mine at a slower pace so I can be here for my kids take them to school, take them to their activities, enjoy this this life I have created and not feel like I'm on a roller coaster 24-7. And I'm okay with that. The goal isn't a six-figure salary for me. It's joy. It's creating something that I absolutely love and that I'm proud of. And the dollar figure doesn't matter. Would I like break even and make a profit and build my business? Of course. But I'm not going to drive myself into the ground to get there. I'm going to do it slowly. So again, your experiences could be completely different and something that somebody can find value in. So please reach out to me and join our conversation. And I just want to end with the fact that I'm extremely thankful for my partner and husband, Matt. He has fully 100% backed me in this dream. He holds our health insurance, all the things that allow me to grow this business financially, emotionally, and all of the above. And I could not do this without him. So thank you, Matt. And on another note, Tucker had his first track meet and did absolutely awesome. It brought back so many memories from my years of running track and we took flowers, my specialty deaths, to the coach to say thank you for sitting in the pouring down rain, freezing cold to cheer on these kids. And I just invite you to share your flowers with your community members, whether it's your kids' teachers, whether it's the church, whether it's the grocery store or the post office. Share your flowers. Yes, not everything has to come with 
a dollar exchange because you'll be surprised who you touch and what kind of customer they turn out to be. Well, friends, I hope you have a lovely week ahead of us and we'll chat next week. Take care. This is your weekly flower fun fact from one of the Freckled Bloom Flower Kids. Today we found a baby weasel, and here's a fact about weasels. What type of prey do weasels typically hunt? Weasels are carnivores and mainly prey on small vertebrates. They are adept hunters that eat around 40% of their body weight each day. Rodents make up a large part of their diets. Although they are known to be opportunistic predators that will feed on whatever is available. This fun fact was from Google. Thank you for listening. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining in to the conversation. And together, all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.